0: The very interesting show contains mature adult content not suitable for anybody. If you classify as anybody, turn back now. You have been warned. Hmm. Wrong. Wrong. All right. Welcome, everybody. Good evening. How are you all doing out there? It is a very fine, sexy Thursday evening. It is, of course, November 18th, 2021. And we are doing yet another edition of the very interesting show. And I hate to take away. uh, I hate to pry you away, Johnny Horndog. I hate to take you away from the Patriots game that's going on right now. I know that you are very heavily invested. You've even got your jersey on right now as we speak so mac jones baby mac jones yeah the so, rookie
1: sensation oh Ooh. jesus i think that was me
0: <laughs> either way the studio has been acting kind of fuckety today i've been uh triaging it a little bit like all the camera shots have just gone to back to buzz 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 and you know i just spent the last eh, five or ten minutes trying to fix it and if it doesn't fix itself then then fuck so it we fuck do it, it live yeah, so be it but, yeah, I do hate to take you away from you know, the Patriots game that's happening right now.
1: Who are they playing right now? They are currently playing the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh, the they're, Falcons. They're playing again since the Super Bowl, uh, the oh, infamous yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They played before, but, you know, every time they end up playing, Matt Ryan always gets those kind of questions like, hey, remember that Super Bowl that you fucked up? 25-point <laughs> lead, remember?
0: Yeah, he'll he'll have that hanging on him for uh, for quite a while, I can imagine. I also hate to take away, take you away from your diarrhea. But I mean, it occasionally just nature calls. Uh, Were you like were you kind of bubbly already this whole night and you're just kind of letting it out? Or was it uh, it was just an instant like kind of like when you're drinking coffee in the morning before you get used to drinking coffee, which I'll talk about that in just a moment because I've been converted to a coffee drinker or was it one of those all-of-a-sudden instant-onset
1: diarrhea? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I made a pit stop on my way home from work, decided going I was going to get it's some Taco Mickey D's, Bell. and uh, that turned out to be a bad choice. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of I got off the phone with Rob. Rob's like, yeah, can you pick up some beer? I'm going to be coming through pretty soon. I'm just like, yeah, bro, I got you. And then I'm just like, oh. So you hear the rumbling going
0: on internally, and it... It's it's probably pretty loud because here's the thing about McDonald's. Now, I know that uh, Taco Bell has the bad reputation of being the, you know, oh you're just going to shit it out. That's kind of what happens with Taco Bell. But honestly, I found that Taco Bell is, is kind of OK. I mean, Taco Bell doesn't give you the shits as much as McDonald's does. And McDonald's is the worst about this. And I don't know how they've escaped this reputation of being the shitter the shitter fast food place but somehow they have because mcdonald's just has this huge propensity of really making you feel like shit afterwards it's the biggest time bomb out there and i don't i don't know of any of the other fast food places that are as big of a time bomb
1: yeah Um, i mean i've had pretty good luck and i was kind of i was kind of surprised but maybe i shouldn't have been uh but yeah (laughs) so no it's not a not a good time i literally I literally like, crawled out of my bathroom maybe like five minutes to go before the show starts crawling on my hands and knees like, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> It's one of those, like, every time you stand up, like, you're like, oh, thank God it's over. And you start to, like, walk out of the bathroom. You're like, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. gotta go, <laughs> gotta go back. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you're hungover and you think that you've, like, let it
0: all out for the last time. And you're like, oh, thank God, this feels so great. And then five or ten minutes later, you're, one more. you're Oh, there, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. It, it won't stop. Did you change up your order at all? Or did you just kind of go with the same thing that you normally get? And that's why you're so surprised at the, uh, the shittiness.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, literally. I always change up my order, so I don't know. It's just uh, bad, dealt a bad delta bad hand this time.
0: But do you do that at all the other fast food places? Do you have set orders when you go to a certain fast food place or do you actually kind of browse the menu a little bit and go, "Hmm, I wonder what I'm in the mood for today. Wonder what uh wonder what's shaking today at the whatever fast food place you go to?"
1: It doesn't matter where I go, I'm always trying to mix up the order. I'll, I'll have my favorites and things that I'll kind of frequent, but if there's, I'm a sucker for like the limited time items or like a brand new oh, yeah. menu release. I'm like, I got to try it. It's brand new. It's only here for a limited time. That's They always get me every year with the McRib. I think we talked about the I was going to ask you if you've had the McRib <clears throat> yet this year. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. Just like it has been for the last couple of years. It
0: just isn't the McRib that we remember. Justin's on the YouTube chat says Taco Bell has the stigma because the beef they used to use was low quality and very greasy. Yeah, somehow. Uh, I don't know if this is a problem. Back then, did you, Justin, or did anybody else listening used to have this problem with Taco Bell? Maybe it's one of those situations like Domino's where they're known for just being absolute shit and then all of a sudden they come out and they change the menu like how domino's did a few years ago they changed the entire recipe for their pizza and then all of a sudden domino's it's actually kind of okay i don't mind domino's now is it i don't know
1: maybe it is maybe taco bell is one of those those situations too where it- they It's kind of interesting, though, because you can't almost escape that kind of stigma, that that reputation. Once you've established it, that's your identity. It is. And it's really hard to kind of get out of that. And I think Taco Bell is a great example of that. And yet somehow they still have the bad stigma, kind of like how Domino's still
0: has the bad stigma of being the worst fast food uh, pizza chain, which honestly... I'm. I got a hot take here, which is that I don't think Domino's is the worst. I think that Papa John's is the worst. Mm. I'm not gonna lie because there's something about. Okay, so to be fair to Papa John's, they do have that that garlic butter sauce or whatever the hell it is that right. they put in the pizza in the oh, pepperonis oh, yeah. that
1: gets your brother. Yeah, the pepperonis like it, mm. he's a he's a uh, sucker for those, but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, actually. it's Really? Not, yeah, no, I, I'm not a big fan of Papa John's. Me either. It,
0: it, the pizza just kind of falls flat to me. I don't know. There's something... I don't want to say that it's tasteless, because obviously I'll slam a fucking pizza no matter where it's from, even if it's from Papa John's, because, you know, how you doing? It's a, it's a pizza thing. I got to. But uh, I don't know. Which one's your favorite, actually? I got a lot of shit for this recently, but I really like Pizza Hut. Me too. Pizza Hut's also my favorite. Very nice. What... The thing is about Pizza Hut is that it's just, it's the perfect amount of greasy. Like, with Pizza Hut, you can actually uh, take a slice and just kind of wring it out, and the, the oil, the grease, will drip all the way off the fucking pizza, and, it, oh yeah, give me all that grease. Give it to me, please!
1: It's almost one of those pizzas where you just put, like, an entire paper towel all over it, and you're just like... Like just trying to clean it up any way that you can, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the grease, but for some reason, there's just something in that sauce. I think it's the sauce that does it for me. Yeah, the sauce is really good too. And plus, the crust. I'm not a big crust guy. I hate crust. I usually don't eat crust. I'm usually that guy that throws away the crust, but mm. I don't know. For some reason, they just do it for me. Yeah. Plus, it do- it also helps
0: that Pizza Hut was the OG stuffed crust, and I think that yeah. was the thing that uh, suckered me into Pizza Hut and. That tends to happen with a lot of things in life. The reason that uh, a lot of people form a lot of like deep-seated opinions and likings, and this goes the other side, too. This goes towards hatreds as well. But Mm -hmm. the reason that they fall into these strong like or dislike patterns without necessarily thinking about it is because they got attached to it at a very young age, and then that feeling of loyalty towards maybe not the brand or towards anything, it kind of builds and builds and builds, and then that loyalty gets bigger the older you get, and the next thing you know, you're just cemented in your ways. And so despite the fact that, you know, pizza might not objectively be the best fast food pizza, it's it's just a deep-seated opinion that, you know, I've, I've had festering for a long time, and now it's just grown into the, you know, all right, ready to lean into
1: it, Pizza Hut's the best. It's kind of like one of those old adages where the first impressions the most important exactly. That from there you just kind of run with it and uh yeah and it grows it takes a life of its own in a way. It does grow. And from then it, there. And then d- from generation to generation of children you have either Pizza Hut, Domino's or Papa John lovers based on the way that they were raised. Yeah, it's like Or it's yeah. like a, it's like fandom for like sports. Mm. Hmm interesting interesting how that tribalism
0: kind of kind of builds there it's almost like it's human nature or something
1: you wear a pizza hut family here
0: <laughs> yeah no one out pizzas the hut <laughs> justin says on in the youtube chat papa john's crust is like cardboard yeah it's just it's not good it's not good it and it has really bad reheat value too that's the thing you can't reheat a papa john's pizza and have it be anywhere near as good as when you first got it whereas Obviously, you know, the quality of pizza when you reheat it from anywhere is kind of is, is going to downturn. But when uh, there's something about Papa John's pizza that just does not translate to it it being reheated, it still feels like no matter how hard you reheat a Papa John's pizza, I'll, you'll stick it in the toaster oven or the oven or whatever, however the fuck you're reheating it, and you'll either get it so scorchingly hot it's like a hot pocket in this sense where you'll either get it so scorchingly hot that it's almost inedible or it'll it, it'll still be cold and it, that also doesn't help the crust either the crust is just ugh, i i agree it it's a cardboardy crust but, but
1: people love it people are sucker for the garlic sauce and the pepperoncinis i don't know yeah they it's do a little gimmick but it works it works <laughs> it does work so i was talking a little bit earlier that i was
0: going to talk about uh the fact that I'm, I'm a coffee drinker now, mm. because I, I had the shits a little bit today, too. I I know that the we used poops? to give. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I'm not sure if that's something that you have to get used to as a coffee drinker before it kind of goes
1: away. It almost reminds it me of the conversation. It never goes away. Uh-oh. It got to a point for me where I smell coffee and had to poop. Oh, it <laughs> triggered that sense. It's like psychosomatic at that point. Where you're just <laughs> like, oh, coffee. Oh, bathroom you you associate the
0: two things it's like oh my god when i was in elementary school and i never even thought that this association was real and even to this day the association to me is still kind of sus but when i was in third grade i went to uh this extended day program after school because my mom was a single mom at the time and she had to work until like 5 or 6 and so i was at school until 5 or 6 but when before we went out to the playground they lined us all in a little cute little line of little kids not me I wasn't a cute little kid I was big old kid but uh they lined us up in the bathroom and the instructor in the, the teacher yeah in front of the bathroom before okay. we went oh, out to okay. the playground they would line us all up it, it kind of worked uh it, it's kind of set up like the airport bathroom where you can just walk in and not really have to open a door right but they lined us all all up outside. And our instructor, which was one of the substitute teachers, because that's that was one of the ways that the substitute teachers got paid, was to do that extended day program. And she always made sure to tell us uh, because she was one of those like grumpy old ladies that probably secretly hated kids, but somehow was forced to working with kids her whole life. And so, you know, now now this is the situation that we're I'm in. not giving up my benefits. Yeah. Yeah. It's too late. And so she would always and you could tell that she was talking to us like she thought that we were little shits and her name was Mrs. Vargas and she would always tell us all right well I don't care if you have to go to the bathroom or not but you're going in just turn on the fucking water and watch the water drip and then you'll have to then you'll have to go and I never understood that and I realize now that I know that that's one of the the like common things that's supposed to make you go to the bathroom but yeah, it's kind of
1: smart actually
0: it is but at the same time it just it never worked it never did it for me so i don't know if that's actually a thing or if that's like maybe a an old old wives tale that people used to tell but that's another one of those like deep seated beliefs that you kind of grow up with once you hear them when you're young and then you're you're tribally invested in that knowledge <sighs> another benefit was uh, she had a really hot Granddaughter that was in high school. She was like in her senior year in high school at the time and obviously us as little third grade elementary school students we would uh, we wouldn't know how to respond whenever she came in because we had they separated us by grades and they would shove us all into the fucking portables. Yeah. You, know, you know how schools used to have those fucking portables? My God. And they would shove us into one of the portables. And occasionally, it was like a little treat. Occasionally, her uh, her granddaughter would just show up after after her high school. She would come by the elementary school and just hang out for a while. And she was uh, a very, very good-looking person for for that age. And so it, it, it was A1, kind
1: of, prime cut it was just like pre-boner years like i don't think you had you said this was what grade I, it, again it was 3rd so actually third that could that have be in the boner
0: region it might have uh, been uh, yeah. at, or if it is then you don't know that that's what's happening to you yeah you just know that uh, it it it's acting a little funny i don't know what's happening here but those were those were nice little treats that made it worth almost having to line up by the bathroom and get fucking screamed at and abused at and go turn on the damn water but it was almost almost a little bit worth it. <laughs> so I'm a coffee drinker now, and uh, I actually – what happened was, was that in Jacksonville, I saw the Maxwell House building while I was there seeing the Bills game, not this – the Jags-Bills game, not this last weekend, but mm-hmm. the weekend before, and I do want to talk about that in, in a little bit. But I saw the Maxwell House building, and I actually put – Uh, The photo of that building up on our Instagram at Simulation Radio on Instagram. And uh, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't a real house, actually. But (laughs) at the same time, it was a cool looking factory. But I'm not going to say that it was that specifically that caused me to become a coffee drinker. It was just the lack of energy. There was I've had a couple days this whole week, like before I'd say it was like Monday or Tuesday then I went out and bought some coffee to start drinking. And before then, all of last week up until Monday, it was just low energy all day. And no matter how many fucking bangs or no matter how many Red Bulls I would slam, it, would, it wouldn't it would do anything. And yet, I drank coffee one morning and was wired all fucking day. Almost to the point where I thought I drank too much. Like I thought I might have made too strong of a pot. Mm. And you know how when you drink too much caffeine or, you know, when you do a little too much of something. You get the it, jitters, Yeah, right? you, you get the jitters so bad that you feel like you're lightheaded and you feel like you're going to go like throw up even. And I actually I took a couple of breaks off of work to just go to the bathroom and think, oh, is it coming out? Is it coming out right now? But, you know, after that subsides and you slam a glass of water or something, I'm slowly adapting into the coffee drinking lifestyle. I'm only slowly learning that you have to maybe just drink a glass of water. It'll be fine. Walk it off. But so I'm, I'm a coffee drinker now. The thing that I'm still not used to is the shits like I it gives me memories of talking to Gene back in the day about his bathroom schedule and. And, uh, I, it reminds me of it every time I think of the fact that I took four shits today, four of them. And you know, that's your regular man.
1: As he, as Gene would always say it does. <laughs>
0: and you know, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of learning the the benefits of it a little bit because who feel raring, ready to go. Like it, the system is cleansed out. It took, you know, it took coffee to, to get there, but unfortunately that's, that's how it goes. I actually kind of like it. Are you one of those people? I know that we've I think we've talked about this before when Justin bought that that special coffee, the coffee from the last podcast, the Mothman one. Yeah, the Mothman one, which which when I tried it, when he had it, it was actually really good. It it was fucking delicious. And I kind of like black coffee. So I don't know. Also, if you're out there, please let let me know how you drink your coffee, because I want to get maybe a survey out there of how everybody drinks their coffee are you a black coffee heathen or do you kind of like the fixings in it a little bit
1: give him some ideas he's new to the game yeah and uh maybe he'll try some of your ideas out but yeah i'm i'm definitely one of those black coffee heathens where it's just that's the best way to tell if the coffee is absolute trash or not you know if you if you need cream and sugar like for me black starbucks coffee i just can taste the burnt disgusting coffee (laughs) beans right away and uh it's just not good but like surprisingly like mcdonald's coffee is actually really good uh and i'll just drink their iced coffee black no cream no sugar nothing and that's the way that i like it in general Sometimes I'll mix it up, throw some hazelnut in there. But, uh, yeah, that's generally how I drink mine. Uh, See, you're different. The
0: the black coffee, too? Yeah, I'm into the black coffee Mm. now, too. And you're actually uh, a little bit different. You're kind of breaking the mold from most black coffee drinkers. Because from what I hear, most black coffee drinkers are just solely, strictly, 100% black coffee drinkers. And they think that anybody that puts anything in their coffee... Is an absolute heathen they're and purists. needs to be, yeah, coffee purists, purists exactly. Oh, they're Jesus. coffee elitists. <laughs> they they need to be sent straight to the the gulag for daring to put anything in their in their coffee, right? And so you're actually willing to kind of change it up every now and then. It, hazelnut's your favorite your favorite
1: flavor, right? For the flavor, and yeah, my mom always used to get it, so I think there's a little bit of a nostalgia kick to it for me. But my mom likes French vanilla, which it, it it's kind of okay. But I think I'm a
0: hazelnut hazelnut enjoy your two mm. oh, hazelnut flavored ice cream is really good oh yeah oh yeah hazelnut flavored anything look Underrated. it's not just it is it's not just a coffee flavor it's it's a, it's a damn good flavor for anything so I mentioned earlier that I was in Jacksonville for the uh the Jags and Bills game mm-hmm. that happened not this past weekend but the weekend before that and it was actually uh it was my first NFL game that I've ever been to uh in person and I thought it was kind of interesting. It was also the first time that I've been to like inside Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And so, I, how many NFL games have you been to, or is it has it been too many to count at this point?
1: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to like get, shoot off a number that accurately, but I've probably been to maybe like like seven or eight. The last time I went wow. was actually with Rob, who's downstairs right now during uh, in uh, we'll Zach see if we can get him in, in here after the break. Yeah, Zach was there too. It was during uh during his bachelor party while we're come while we're winding down. So that was the last time I went. That was the Bucks and Dolphins game. So uh what happened was
0: it's the the honestly the biggest and the most striking thing to me was being able to watch football in 60 FPS, right? <laughs> it, 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 that honestly watching them out, and I actually had pretty good seats too, because how it happened was uh, my mom works for this this physical therapy company that's based out of Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and they were running some contest. She won the contest, and I got. And another thing that I didn't know about how the seating is arranged is apparently uh, those seats on the side that are not like immediately behind the goalposts mm-hmm. are they're called clubhouse seats, and I guess that was not that's the name for like the whole middle section, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, I believe that's the case. Well, that's, that's, those are the ones that we had. And we had ones that were fairly, uh, fairly close to the players too. And so actually getting to see, uh, the magic of football, like up close and personal, it was, it was a very, very fun experience. And I'm not going to lie, uh, getting to see, like, what happens during all the commercials and, like, during the downtime, and mm-hmm. it, just seeing exactly how much downtime there is in between plays and also seeing the players, like, just, Throw the ball, do things in sixty fps. Like they look like real people, and for the first time, I know for the first time ever, I got to see what it was like to have real people stand there and play football. Obviously, I I went to like arena football games when I was young, but I don't remember those at all. Plus, arena football is kind of a sham anyway, so it
1: it was fun, but it's it's not real football. Come on, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just you're just there for the uh, the cheap seats and the uh, you know the anything football related, especially when you're having like football <laughs> withdrawals. But yeah, how was that game? Because that was a complete shocker I in know. terms of the the, the bills being on top of the AFC, I'm pretty certain. Yeah, um, the Jags won and then that Jags, game. The Jags like hadn't had only won one game prior. I'm pretty sure. And then the Jags come out, beat the Bills. Like, what was that like? It and was I a think six to nine but- score, and it was that yeah. game was all
0: defense. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, do you
1: appreciate those kind of games? Like, I, I
0: actually do, kind of, because it was interesting to like kind of follow the dynamic of, especially in person, and like you know seeing the guys move the the goalposts for the first down line. Mm-hmm. In person, I don't know. It was on one hand, I could see how somebody would maybe feel like that they got cheated out of seeing an offensive game. But at the same time, I'm not really watching for like the in-depth football stuff. I'm I'm watching for just the production value. Maybe not the production value either, but I don't know. Kind of like the 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 storylines and to just see yeah. how teams like handle stuff and Mm -hmm. one of situational football. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my uh, this is going to sound this is going to be another hot take, too. But one of my takeaways from watching football, IRL 60 FPS, actually seeing them throw the ball, the distances are just it's a completely different beast seeing it like in person and seeing how long actually is like how far 10 yards actually is. Is that how, how long a football field actually is like seeing how 10 yards is actually a very like long distance when you've got all of those peoples, all of those peoples, all of those players there. And, you know, based on the way that the formations are set up, I don't know. It kind of hits differently, but the hot take that I have, after seeing football in FPS or in 60 FPS and like uh seeing all the downtime and just seeing the general like the physique of the football players, it looks kinda easy. Playing football looks kinda easy. I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe that's just me. I I know obviously I know I'm a hundred percent sure. That if I, you just slam me on the football field right now, put some gear on, then I would get absolutely fucking obliterated. But uh, I think Ryan Sequest said this best, actually, when we were there. It seemed like because I talked to him about this a little bit, and he said that uh, basically the challenge is just staying jacked enough to be able to compete in that arena with all the other players that are mm. as adequately jacked
1: see i'm surprised because i asked if you like that kind of like low scoring game if you're still able to appreciate it and i think that a lot of people like you started to say that maybe some people might have felt cheated if they didn't have a high scoring affair a lot of offensive football and i think a lot of those people are people who like p- to play a lot of like fantasy football they need them for the stats and the scores and for their fantasy teams but what i think that people don't really realize people who aren't real in-depth football fans are really able to truly recognize the chess match that's going on yeah. in a game that low scoring. You think that you need to be the most jacked person to be able to stop the other dude, but what you're not seeing is the mental capacity it takes to make sure you're in the right position, that you're calling the right plays, that you're calling the right audibles when they, call, uh, when they come out in certain formations, oh, and it's a huge too. chess match that's going on. So that's where people who watch a low scoring game and don't enjoy it, they're more like they like fantasy value. They like splash plays, but they don't really truly appreciate the strategy behind they it. They just want the the
0: big dopamine hit, and they don't really want to see the strategy that that goes behind it. Honestly, and I'm not saying that I agree fully with that. It's just I that was my first impression from seeing like the the outsider's point of view and seeing mm-hmm. it from the first time. And obviously, like I know the level of strategy that goes into football, and it's just it was. It was just an eye test, basically. Like yeah. obviously not knowing. Uh if you don't know anything about the strategy that goes behind it. It's or hard to pick it's it is. hard to
1: like call out or unless see you or know it's yeah.
0: there, in which case you do. And that's why it looks so easy. That's that's why essentially about as far as I'm gonna go into that opinion is that that's just how it looks. But obviously, when you take into account all the all the strategery in George W terms that mm-hmm. goes behind it, then, you know, it becomes a whole a totally different thing. And I can tell that uh, Jags fans are not that hot on their team because I went to the bathroom during the, the third quarter and there were a whole bunch of people in there. I think we were still up uh, nine to six at that point. And the game did come down to the last drive too, which I don't exactly remember how that went, but it was an exciting it was an exciting moment. But there were people in the bathroom that were talking about how the general mood was not great. It was essentially the akin of like, all right, well we take those wins we we take them because our team is just such shit that you know when we get an opportunity like this sure okay and that was the general consensus among all the Jags fans so you know Jags fans you gotta you gotta have a little bit more faith in your boy Trevor Lawrence I mean I know that he's probably the only moving functional human being on that team right now as far as I know but I mean it's about right yeah
1: as as an NFL as a self-proclaimed NFL expert that's just about right so he is the only living breathing human being on that team right now uh yeah no, more or less you know there there are some <laughs> other guys uh but you know in terms of upside and in terms of yeah on both sides of the ball really the only but anybody else that comes close is uh, james robinson which you know nobody wants to talk about the ins and outs of the jacksonville jaguars <laughs> right nobody cares about the jags that's that's a shame
0: but honestly, the experience was so captivating that it might have turned me into a Jags fan, potentially. I, I would know. support that. I almost became a Jags fan when I was trying to decide a Florida team. And then, of course, you know, then Tom Brady goes over to the Bucks, and then that makes the decision real, real easy
1: for you. Yeah, I'm well, sure. what happened first was all my favorite players that were on the Jags got traded away, like Jalen Ramsey and stuff. So From, I, from, well from the, the team
0: documented. that made uh, the top four? I, I don't know if they're in AFC or NFC. Uh, the whichever the title match for either AFC or NFC was, that team, all the players from that team, I think it was a couple years ago that they made it to that that game.
1: Yeah, you talk about Jaguars making the yeah. playoffs? Yeah. yeah, 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 I think they made it to like a wild card berth or something like that. And then they all all the good players
0: left from that iteration of the team. Right. That's a shame. So where do they go from now to, or from here? Do they like do they try and keep Trevor Lawrence? Is he just kind of a placeholder until they maybe draft? Oh, no, he else? was the
1: first overall draft pick. He's they, the, should he's they should be. They should future
0: build the team around him. So what yeah. do they start doing in that sense? Are they doing like a maybe a slow build or is it just kind of a do you think they have a plan even on how
1: to build around him? Is there an optimal way to build around Trevor Lawrence? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you wanna get into the nuances of how to build a football team, uh, this is a uh, they obviously have a plan. They're not a great team, so they're gonna have high draft capital. And I think that for any team you start with the lines, the offensive line in particular, because once you have an offensive line, now you have a running game, now you can protect your quarterback, he doesn't get fucked up and you turn into Andrew Luck who retires mid season. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I think that's where you start is you go and you get some 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 help on the uh, the line, the offensive line, build that up, and then you know get some get a little bit of a defense too to help out your young quarterback. All right, good good. So they have a salvageable path to become. Yeah, a coach, and Urban Meyer is right. a first year coach. Like I think he's the uh, the okay. He's the uh, I forget what team he coached prior, a college team, but it's his first year as an NFL head coach, and so some Alabama a rookie, team, I think, rookie coach so cool so at least i'm not going to become a fan of a team that's just fucking dead
0: in the water like uh like our boy rob downstairs He's oh no they are yeah r-
1: jaguars are dead in the water but you know it's... <laughs> they have, they've got building pieces at least yeah kinda. yeah i mean but then again everything Same could be said building. about the the dolphins dolphins are further along than the jaguars are for sure but every team's got building
0: blocks so it's just it's just about how they use them <laughs> just how they execute them Yeah.
1: okay so before the
0: game uh parking was absolutely ridiculous around that area. Also, we thought that we had the parking covered by the tickets that we got, but not we the did case, not. huh? Yeah, no, yeah. we we did not. And so we park by there I guess there's this jail that's close to the Maxwell House factory and we have to drive all the way down there. And so there's a parking garage uh, on the other side of this one road that connects, it's just this one, one lane road that connects from where the outside of the prison is to where that parking garage is. And we try heading down there and we end up getting backed up there for like a half an hour. And we don't realize exactly why until we pull up to that road dead, completely flooded. That road is completely oh, flooded. Damn. And something fucking overflowed. There was a car with its uh, hazards on that was just sitting in the flood, Mm. sitting in there. The owner must have abandoned it. He probably thought, all right, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go see the game. And, you know, (laughs) maybe when I come back. (laughs) Free parking, but I totaled my car. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny part about that, actually, is that after the game, when we got back there, that whole area completely dry it was completely dried out road was back and that car was gone too so i i don't know how that could have happened because that road was fucking done (laughs) so and there was this grandma that was ahead of us that uh she she was driving ahead of us and so she tries to make the u-turn just like everybody else does as they come to where the fucking flood is and they're not going to be as stupid as the guy that got stuck in there I think some people would have tried it, though, if they didn't see that car that that, that was stuck in there. Right. Glad that wasn't <laughs> yeah. us. Falling into that trap before. But... <laughs> I was so mad before we got into the game because this old grandma, when she's making the U-turn, we're the next person to make the U-turn, so we're still behind her. She is stopping in front of every single car that is behind us, rolling down her window, trying to get their attention and go, hey, it, it flooded up there, it flooded up there, you don't want to go up there. And every, every fucking car she stopped at, every single one of them. And you, the cars can't do anything at that point. What are they going to do? Try making a U-turn like right fucking there with a car in front of them and behind them and
1: no no room to make that, that that fucking three-point turn <laughs> she's trying she's trying her best just to be a good samaritan and, but yeah she's like helping nobody and instead just infuriating I everyone know. else
0: i know i was so pissed we were already like late to the game at that point because we couldn't find any parking yeah. and this fucking old grandma in her white fucking dodge uh or chrysler town and country she fucking stops in, every, in front of every single one of those cars. And she rolls her window up, then drives up to the next car, Drops rolls her window down. down she probably fucking <laughs> wheeled it around like the fucking old lady that she is. And creak, 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 creak. Hey, you don't want to go down there. It's flooded. And so what are these drivers going to do? What are they going to do? They're stuck there anyway until they get to the end of the line. And then they can make they have enough room to make that three-point turn. So what I'm gathering is that you enjoyed yourself here. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a great time. No. It was it was a fantastic <laughs> time. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a little bit convinced on the experience of real life football. I'm yeah. totally i I'm looking into maybe going to see possibly another game this season. We'll We'll yeah. see. No, just I would being
1: there to. in the crowds, like it's different environment. The yeah, and it was great. Yeah.
0: Oh, we got to be part of that uh, that like the inside club, like the Jacksonville, the Jaguars fan members club, or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. where they do all of the because you know how the stadiums have their own like uh halftime analysis show. Mm-hmm. And I actually got to see the table that they set up all the gear at. And because that was where that was exactly where our seats were. We walk in, we run past or go past the the kind of the clubhouse room where all the merches and all the vendors are and shit. And they have their halftime analysis show set up at uh, one of those tables. And I remember walking past it and then walking out back to the, where our seats were and then looking up at the big old tele... Tele... Teleprompter. I was about to call it tele... teletron but, Teleprompter. Uh, the big old teleprompter right up there.
1: Is, yeah, we'll
0: go with it. But I look up there and that's the exact thing that I just saw them or, recording. Uh,
1: Jumbotron. Yeah,
0: Jumbotron. Teleprompter is where they
1: put the words yeah, up. On there yeah, there we go.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. thought. But I saw them recording that thing wide right, right up on the big old wide Jumbotron and I thought... Oh, wait i was just there why don't i go back and try to be be one of those people that's like just hold up a very interesting show logo like
1: hey guys oh yeah man if, if we had
0: some of that uh that that would have been a great place to put it but yeah overall it was a it was a great time i very much enjoyed it i got one of those uh got a souvenir cup too I paid three extra dollars for a souvenir cup because, you know, hey, it was, it, it feels Free like a
1: refills. Probably
0: not. Right. No, it was a two dollar refill. Hey, and I it? didn't even get the value because I went and bought it in the third quarter because I was just real thirsty. Mm. But but now you have a cup. I, yeah, I've got a souvenir cup. Honestly, it, it it'll be a good, good piece of memorabilia from the first football game that I've been to. But yeah, feeling the energy. It, it was a little bit different, and Ryan Sequest said something, too, because we were sitting next to uh, a couple of people that were very rabid fans, and they would get up, and they would fucking yell and scream yeah. every time the Jags did something decent. Uh, you know, every every third down that was blocked, every... There were a lot of interceptions that game, too. Every interception, uh, they were all up on their feet, just yelling and shouting. Yeah, and... It was like, man, I want to feel as passionate about as those people about literally anything ever. Well, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you're kind of right, actually. I kind of kind of want that level of good. passion. Surprisingly, there were. It fe- felt like there were more Bills fans at, at the game than there were Jags fans mm. because I, uh, you know, you look out in the crowd, you see the sea of colors, and that was it was quite a big sea of blue. Yeah, actually, Bills out there. Bills
1: mafia travels well.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> my dad is a member of the bills mafia and honestly i'm i'm going to enjoy rubbing the the win in his face he almost went but he should probably be glad that he didn't because you know it he they would have lost it would have still been a good time though yeah but. for sure it was very enjoyable i i was looking forward to telling the story for a while because i just i don't know i'm convinced i'm hooked i'm hooked on the football energy now so i'm and maybe I'm also a fan of the Jags now, too. I'm not not sure how that works, but I don't know. Do maybe it. I'll do take it. that memory and just run with it. <laughs> so we do have some other stuff to get to when we come back. We are going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to try and maybe poke and prod uh, old mob boss Rob down there and see if he wants to get his ass up here and because there's plenty of stuff to talk about like good old antonio brown because i don't know if you if you've heard this story yet but antonio brown is uh he's back back in the news for doing something that uh all athletes probably should not be doing at this point but we'll see how it goes plus there's uh a journalist from a major news outlet that is now banned from the Kyle Rittenhouse courtroom. And we'll find out a little bit more about that as well afterwards when we come back. Simulation Radio. Restroom called once again for old Johnny Horndog. Dog. So you guys have got me for a couple of moments. I'll, I'll try not to make it awkward. Look, I only do this like one or two other times a day or a week where I sit here and talk for an hour by myself. So you know what? Maybe, maybe we can manage the next 15 minutes. I'm not making any promises, but you know, here I am. We will indeed have a good time because uh, I love you all. Also, I'm sorry about the Facebook stream. Facebook has been really fuckety lately about the way that the algorithm is just completely and utterly obliterating everything. And so I'll I'll try to figure out Facebook again for next week. But for now, uh please be sure to follow, like and subscribe on YouTube. It is uh YouTube dot com slash simulation radio and we also stream on twitch in case you know the anybody that's watching on facebook wants to actually continue to watch but they do sometimes it, look sometimes facebook just doesn't work it it happens uh the algorithm is a little bit more fuckety it's a little bit sensitive so you have youtube.com slash simulation radio as a backup And you also have twitch.tv slash SimulationRadio as a backup. Also, be sure to follow us on all of the socials, too. Look, uh, for now, Twitter and TikTok It is at SimulationRadio on those things. I am working on those a little bit so that we can uh, get those up and running. But in particular, Facebook and Instagram are the ones that are the most active right now. It is at radio on those things as well so follow along i post plenty of stuff all the time it's it's great it's huge and another thing that is huge is this accusation that has been made towards antonio brown by his own private chef and antonio brown of course comes out and denies all of these accusations but his former chef has saying that he submitted a fake vaccine card to the NFL in order to continue playing. So there was a source that uh, obviously I'm sure that this is kind of how the industry works, where they just get sources from stuff. And this source, maybe the chef just told somebody that told a guy that told another guy, Uh, the chef's name is Steven Ruiz. And he told the Tampa Bay times who, broke this story that Antonio Brown sought and then obtained the fraudulent paper back in July. And we're all wondering how is this going to affect him playing football? Oh my God. He might not be able to play football, but of course Antonio Brown is striking back saying that this is essentially a load of BS. And there were a lot of conversations that ended up leaking between Antonio Brown's girlfriend and the chef that's in question, Mr. Ruiz. And I'll show you some of these too, because, uh, apparently he told the Tampa Bay times that he had a text message exchange from a B's girlfriend, Cindy Moreau that helped prove the case. And supposedly, these messages were sent on July 2nd, which is important because it's less than a month before the Bucks open training camp this summer. And I believe it falls in the timetable that you had to have been vaccinated by in order to play in the NFL this season, if, if I remember correctly. So the leaked text messages between Antonio Brown's girlfriend and his personal chef ended up making it to the L.A. Times. And Antonio Brown is, of course fighting back saying that it's a load of horse shit and even getting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers involved in this because the Bucs issued a statement earlier this afternoon where they reviewed all of their players' cards and said that no irregularities were observed.
1: So this story sounds like kind of like a crock of shit, honestly. too. You can a really quick, quick correction, you can play in the NFL being unvaccinated. Uh it's just your status on the team could be at risk because of the team's risk of contracting COVID or having an outbreak in the team. I read an article about
0: this like a week ago, actually, that outlined all of the various measures that one of the unvaccinated players have to go through as opposed oh. to a vaccinated player. There was a whole so a skip of protocol. Yeah. Including, uh, you know, you can't travel with the team. You have to I don't remember exactly uh, all of the details, but it was a very, very long list. And it sounded like a giant pain in the ass. And essentially the point of that was look, Hey, if you don't want to be part of this pain in the ass, then get vaccinated because you know, that's kind or of get a fake vaccination card or get a fake vaccination card, which honestly, if I were to put getting a f- fake vaccination card on any NFL player right now, uh, you know, besides Aaron Rodgers, of course, it would probably be in Antonio Brown. Cause he kind of has that, that degeneracy streak where I heard this story and my instant reaction to this story before looking into it and seeing what was actually going on and then realizing that it's just kind of a crock of shit was, uh, yeah, I got to believe that. That sounds like something that Antonio Brown would do, honestly, but uh, he has, of course, since denied it. And the Bucks have also denied it, which is a thing that the Bucks are going to do, obviously, because I doubt that the NFL would take it lightly or that they wouldn't get some shit if you know one of their players had a fake vaccination card the whole time and the bucks knew about it hypothetically and they did they didn't really do anything about it so of course the bucks are going to cover their own ass too no irregularities were observed according to their statement that came out today
1: yeah i'd be surprised if the bucks knew but you got to go to bat for your guys and kind of defend your guys mm-hmm. and anything that's going to put your team in jeopardy uh or any kind of uh <clears throat> you know league repercussions got to fight for that but so i don't blame them. but i doubt that the bucks would know uh you know it's obviously just the private like in-home chef and uh you said there you said his girlfriend as well mm-hmm.
0: yeah and antonio brown's girlfriend and according to the text messages some of them that were leaked uh one of them in, in this conversation can you get the covet cards uh the chef claims that antonio brown's girlfriend said to which he said the chef responded i can try and, you know, then they go into detail about, you know, it, it's going to be the Johnson and Johnson and the low, low price for a fake vaccination card. What do you think that A.B. would have paid for a fake vaccination
1: card? I'm guessing he'd paid, you know, he'd get the top of the line one, maybe like um, 200 bucks. Actually, it was five hundred dollars, <throat> five hundred bucks
0: for a fake vaccination card, which I guess, you know, as you mentioned, it's it, probably going to be a top of the line fake vaccination card. I wonder if there is a difference in quality between a low quality uh, fake vaccination card and a really high quality fake vaccination card.
1: I imagine there is, but 500 still seems like it's uh, a little
0: little hefty
1: of a price. Yeah, I mean when you make that kind of money, you want to make sure that you got whatever the top of the line forgeries are. (laughs) I know a couple friends who have them. I don't know what they what they paid, but it'd be interesting to see that kind of comparison. Yeah,
0: obviously we would have to, if we were to talk to them, it would have to be anonymously, because I don't want to out people for having fake vaccination cards, especially as we enter an age where, you know, kind of like how uh, porter robinson concert went where mm-hmm. we're going to it seems like we're slowly and slowly segregating our society between vaccinated and unvaccinated and the unvaccinated people are just going to continue to be outcast as lepers until the end of time and so i maybe we're just going that way so and
1: interestingly enough i went to edc the last weekend and there was zero requirements for anything covid related so it's interesting i think at least here in florida with ron DeSantis, it's probably up to the management companies that are putting on the shows we're open baby yeah no and i was actually surprised (laughs) that they didn't require negative tests or even have something where you know you had to at least state it or had like a fast track if you were vaccinated there was like zero incentive
0: were you Uh, expecting that going into edc especially based on you know the the Scale. previous experience that you had yeah,
1: yeah no I definitely was and uh, there was somebody that I had met at a party named Paula and she was saying that she knows someone who was working there and they were saying that they were gonna do some kind of like instant tests but obviously that didn't end up happening so uh yeah I definitely was expecting it but uh it didn't come to fruition yeah, yeah very nice so uh ultimately
0: it doesn't seem like we'll see kind of the consequences of what happens to Antonio Brown as the narrative of this story can continues to play out i'm curious as to whether or not he'll he'll play this week because supposedly he could be fined upwards of like ten thousand dollars which i know is probably nothing to antonio brown but that i mean to the rest of us that a ten thousand dollar fine for something like this seems fairly hefty but I don't also, see a
1: scenario in which that keeps him from playing you know yeah. what i mean unless if it's league mandated for it, but you know, there's gotta be an investigation that takes place. They so got to actually have beyond reasonable doubt that this was a intentional attempt to bypass these COVID pro- protocols. So uh I d I don't see it happening, but I guess we'll have to stay tuned to find out. And if it's true,
0: it, you're right, it'll probably take longer than uh a week to get this sorted out. So at the very least, I doubt this impacts him playing this weekend or tonight. he's playing right now, right? No, oh, no, wait, no, 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 he's no on, on, the he's on the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he was on the patriots. i don't know why i thought no, no, tom he brady and on... thought yeah patriots yeah no. bucks and, and but, uh antonio know. brown was on the patriots also but no he's not playing tonight he's playing this sunday
0: so I, i'm curious as to uh what's going to happen here i don't think that's going to stop him from playing this sunday but you know maybe if it does turn out that this report turns out to be true then you know we'll we'll see what happens and i'm kind of curious If this story hypothetically turns out to be true, how is the NFL going to proceed with this? Are they just going to go with the fine? Are they going to start enacting the non-vaccinated protocols towards him? And are they going to start treating him like the news cycle treated Aaron Rodgers when that story came out where uh, he claimed that he was
1: his holistic treatment? Yeah, his holistic treatment.
0: So we'll see kind of we'll see what happens here. Oh, that Aaron Rodgers thing was kind of fuckity because I know that, you know, Aaron Rodgers got an insane amount of shit uh, yeah. recently for it. And I don't I don't want to say that he deserves it, especially because the the team that was attacking him, the mainstream media team that was attacking him it all came at it from just a point of dogma and not really trying to actually accomplish anything. They just they see unvaccinated and they strike but it. When you look at the tape of what Aaron Rodgers actually said when he was asked if he was vaccinated, he didn't outright lie. He, I believe no. it was the term immunized that he used, if if I remember correctly. And, you know, that technically he didn't lie. But at the same time, uh, that definitely that term immunized has the connotation of making it seem like he wanted people to think that he was vaccinated. And right. he just kind of wanted to get off on a technicality by not having to explicitly say, yes, I'm vaccinated. So there was definitely some fuckery happening on Aaron Rodgers' side too. So either way, we'll. Uh, I'm curious as to how the, the NFL media machine and the sports media network is going to handle all of this because this was a story that just kind of broke today. So it's hard to see a lot of the reaction that's going on too, especially until this kind of plays out just a little bit more. So, finally, I want to get to this story about... Actually, you know what? We got, we got two minutes. Let's do... Let's go to... Uh, let's do a little bit of... Let's analyze a, a relationships question. Because we got a few minutes for that. And I'm kind of trying to bring the show to a level where we're doing some more fun things rather than just just covering all the stuff that's happening in the world Mm -hmm. i would like to do a little bit more yeah yeah i like to do a little bit more fun activities and so one of the things that i'm really going to double down on is reddit reviews and so we'll do a live browse here and i'll tell you uh, a couple of the thread titles that have the most upvotes and we'll see which one sounds the most appealing And, okay, here's one. My boyfriend makes me want to curl up and cry every time we have a discussion. Advice. (laughs) So we've got that one. We've also, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Oh, wow. That one's the one that has the most upvotes. The other one that has the most upvotes with 564. Boyfriend, male 28, is unemployed, and I am very frustrated. Uh That that sounds kind of like just a... You you gotta sort that out. That's a relationship problem. That's between you guys. I get that this that's the whole point of this subreddit is to take your problems to a forum and get some advice on it, but you know, that's that's that's
1: pretty normy stuff. (laughs) Okay, here's one. Like that guy's name's Kyle.
0: Female friend, 20 years old, either has no feelings for me, a 25 year old male at all, or trying to protect our friendship. This one sounds a little bit interesting because it sounds like it uh, it goes into friend zone territory, which is, you know, the the golden goose when it comes to male female relationships is kind of getting escaping the friend zone and so I, this one might this one might hit a little a little close.
1: Yeah, down. and I feel like it's something that pretty much anybody has been in, whether you're male or female, at times. So I'd probably oh. get my vote. All right, let's let's see
0: this situation. This is from Cold Soul on the relationships subreddit. He says the other day, my female friend spent hours, seemingly excited, asking me if I liked her. Later at night, we spent hours on the phone talking, and to some of her words, said I needed to be more selfish that I may deserve better. And she didn't specify what she mm. meant by that. I didn't really know her and that us not hanging out was protecting me all while not going into detail. A couple a couple days later, when I asked her in person if she liked me, she straight up told me no. How should I react to this? And, of course, his, he put a little TLDR at the end, which, thank God. Female friend seemed interested in asking me if I liked her all day, but is claiming she doesn't like me. You're 25 years old and you're having these interactions and thinking... Uh, you know, I'm I'm not not one to give this guy shit about this for his yeah, age. For days, yeah, I feel like at anybody at any age
1: could fall into this trap.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's not it's not a trap that uh you just magically learn by getting older. It's a trap that you learn from by kind of experiencing it, it a couple times. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe at 25 years old, this is kind of the the first time that you're experiencing something like this. So it's
1: <laughs> or or the 17th time, and you just haven't learned. Which or that. I feel like there's a there's a common thread with with people that have this problem that I used to fall into the same kind of problem where you would be overly giving, overly nice, especially the comment where it says that he should be more selfish. And, uh, this actually reminds me of one of my friends that I've met recently. And they're probably, this person's probably the type that just gives and gives and gives. And when they like somebody, they want to show how much they can you know do for them or you know make them a priority make them feel special and and do so much for them where they feel where they feel awesome in hopes that just by doing that but there's a limit. enough to to elicit some kind of attraction or to uh, make them realize oh this guy would be really good for me if we were in a relationship situation Ooh, oh, plugged
0: my mic. so but
1: after, <laughs> yeah um so yeah and i and i feel like i know exactly what's going on the in this shit's situation. got to your head <laughs> <laughs> i, I, I feel like i know exactly mind. what's going on in this situation yeah okay so uh
0: i used to follow a lot of like um pickup artist type stuff on yeah. twitter just because it was interesting like red pill stuff and you know a tr- the true female nature and you know obviously when you go too deep into one aspect of learning something then you kind of i've seen enough of that like all right i've I've seen what I needed to see here. I'm kind of done with this, but one of the things that sticks with him with me the most that I read from one of the the top like pickup artist accounts on mm-hmm. Twitter was, uh, essentially it boils down to you know how you get friend zoned by a girl is you just be super nice to her all the time and just help yeah. her out with all of her stuff yeah and that, that's kind of kind of sounds like what's happening here is look if you're there for her at every possible opportunity then that, that she's just gonna think of you as a friend and that's kind of how, how it works you gotta you gotta be a little bit more selective on how you divvy out your attention. And so, uh, and what it, kind of attention
1: works. I feel like is an important piece mm-hmm. here that hasn't been spoken about yet is that there's a important you know nice a nice funny guy, but also you have to have an appropriate like roast ratio where yeah you know playfully joking, but, but then you have to take it a step further and have kind of like like sexual jokes or introduce some kind of sexuality into it, or else it won't even cross their mind. Mm-hmm. And that's a part that's really scary for a lot of people that a lot of people just don't go there. Uh, and that's where many people falter is that they don't establish ever any kind of like sexual interest. And so they never think of it as that because you've never taken it to there. You're kind of scared. Uh, and, and for lack of a better term, you're being a chicken shit and not actually at least testing the waters or at least having some kind of like, like – um, little sample size to see how it's reacted or how it's basically responded
0: to. Exactly, and so the basis of attraction never gets there. That spark never really happens because you don't introduce that that kind of the naughty little next level that you. And you don't even have to go into it right away.
1: You can just kind of dig a little hole, A little joke, dig a
0: little hole, pull back. and then dig a
1: little see hole. how it's yep. responded. You know, and you know that's something that. I've had several instances where like years later, I'd be like, oh, I don't know if you knew this, but I liked you when I was in high school or whatever. And the girl would be like, no, I, ha- I had no idea. You know, I just thought you were a funny guy, a nice guy. And, th- you know, I never knew that you felt that way. Mm-hmm. And because we never take it there, we're never going to get there. You just got to have some balls, have, some, you know, ha- have a little tests, little things that you see how it's responded to and then make adjustments accordingly. And I think that that's exactly where this guy's kind of getting into is that he's done everything in his power to be there for her or be the friend and be the, you know, giving person. Uh, And that's all you are. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's all that you are thought of because you never taken it to that level or tested that level.
0: So listen to Johnny Horndog himself, Cold Soul. Hopefully hopefully this helps you out. So thank you. uh, Thank you for allowing us even unwittingly to just read out your relationship problem on air it's not a relationship problem yet it's it's a it's a friend zone a problem. <laughs> lack thereof yeah <laughs> but yeah we'll we'll do some more of these uh maybe towards the end of shows once my printer gets up and working again we'll go back to doing the ai scripts but for now uh i'm too lazy to go buy printer ink so no ai script for now i'm sorry the robot will have to wait he'll have to wait to take over our brains but it's okay we will get back to it the next time I remember to go out and buy printer ink (laughs) so on that note thank you all for joining us we will see you again once more hopefully more times after that next week for another edition of the very interesting show Justin will be back we'll have the full crew back once again I know he watched us from Texas today but he'll be back next week see you then bye
1: That's it, I'm out of here.